0: I'm Logan Crawford, and right now on Spotlight, we delve into the gripping and emotional narrative of Yesterday's. It's a powerful book, written by J.R. Butler. The text takes readers on a harrowing journey of a soul-in-crisis, questioning the very essence of divine faith and existence. The author's story starts with a childhood rooted in love and security within a Christian home followed by a series of devastating losses and unanswered prayers that lead to profound questioning of God's presence and purpose. This compelling tale is a raw and honest exploration of faith, despair, and the search for meaning in the darkest of times. We're delighted to have this very talented author join us here today on Spotlight. We thank the team at Atticus Publishing for helping us put him in the spotlight today. We ask viewers like you to support writers like him by subscribing to our channel. And by purchasing his wonderful book, the links are below this interview. James, great to see you here today on Spotlight. Thank you, Logan. It's a pleasure to be here. This is such a great book. Um, It's quite a roller coaster ride that the protagonist uh, lives through in this tale. Um, What's the inspiration behind it?
1: Well, to be frank, the book started over 30 years ago as a letter to explain and justify taking my own life. Mm -hmm. I continued writing beyond what I thought was just a a goodbye letter. The writing seemed to be cathartic and I guess maybe I was answering or trying to answer some of my own questions uh, with pen and paper. It's the best way I can describe it. Mm. It ended up being a 30 year journey. Uh, It was 30 years from day one of when I set the pen down.
0: And also 30 years or three decades when you set the gun down too and didn't use it, right?
1: Yes, um, that would have been in June of 1991, mm-hmm. uh, when I was at that threshold. And as I explain in the book, it <clears throat> I dialed a phone number from memory, a number which I had not dialed in over 10 years. The person on the other end was there to pick up the phone. We spoke for three hours. I left that phone call, went to the cemetery for one last visit to my mother and father's grave. While I was at the grave, I just had many thoughts racing through my head. By the time that I got back, I picked the gun up, but for reasons I can't explain, I put the gun down and I picked up the pen and continued
0: writing. Hmm. Well, thank God you did. I know you know now it's the right choice. In that dark moment, you probably didn't know what to think. Um, writing, of course, was your savior in many, many ways because I guess it helped you get your feelings out, your thoughts out, your emotions out, and putting it on the paper must have given you some kind of perspective, right? It it really
1: did. It, of course, most importantly, what I learned is that there, there are no answers. Mm. Uh, the ways are and thoughts are higher than ours, so we'll never understand. But probably about halfway through the writing, uh, I I was alone at this time. I was not married, had no children. And I eventually dedicated the book to my children. But when I began, it was to any future children that I might have so they may not go down the wrong path as I did. Uh, So everything just kind of unfolded, Mm. you know, as, as it went along. But then about three quarters of the way through writing, at about 25 years, I started thinking that maybe, in addition to my own children, that this book might help someone out there even one person mm. uh and, and that's what i tried to do with this book that, although the the book is 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 rooted in christianity as its foundation the contents in the storyline are relatable and resonate with non-believers mm. as well as believers because as you know logan uh we can, any of us, regardless of our belief, uh, be pushed to the very limits of human endurance at any time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All of us, under the right or wrong circumstances, are capable of pretty much anything. Yes. Um, And that's a truth that some people, you know, might like not like to own up to, but it is the truth. I mean, people are put into different situations and how each one of us responds is, uh, you know, kind of a crapshoot often. Um, tell us a little bit, or a lot of your book deals with feelings of abandonment by God. Tell us why you felt abandoned and how you rebounded from that.
1: For eight years, I had the perfect life. Uh, it was truly a divine intervention adoption. My home was centered on God and church. Hmm. Uh, my father was an elder in our church. He served our church. My mother was served our church. So that's how I was raised for eight years. I was taught that God would take no person from this earth before their purpose had been fulfilled. I was eight years old when my father died. He was only Mm. 41. Just as I was getting over that, my mother died four years later when I was 12. So my question was, I was taught to trust and believe
0: Mm.
1: all of these, what I thought were just a fact of life. God is here. But how could a mother and father's purpose be fulfilled when they leave an eight-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter to grow up with, you know, a couple of different aunts and uncles and, you know, basically be on their own from the age of 18. So I was still blessed that I had aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. to live under their roof. Uh, So there's always a silver lining, but of course, I didn't see it at the time. So, yes, I I felt abandoned every day Mm -hmm. when I would see my my friends playing catch with their dad in the front yard.
0: Yeah.
1: I would think, why not me? Yeah. That used to be my father and I playing catch in the front yard. Right. And as I state in the book, the, the problem is an eight year old boy is old enough to concept the reality of death.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's still trapped in the innocence of youth. Yeah. So you can't make heads or tails of it. So you do feel abandoned. You feel like the God you were taught to trust is not there. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you either climb back up or you spiral down. And that began a long spiral down for me. Yeah,
0: Uh, it's just unbelievable pain to lose your parents at the ages you lost your father and then your mother. Um, You know, you you love your parents so much at that age. You're so connected to them. They're your universe. And for them to be gone is really the most awful thing that can happen to a person. or at least one of the most awful things to happen to a person. Losing a child is one of the most awful things to happen to a person. Uh, Bad things do happen to good people. I spoke to you a little bit about this off camera. Uh, What have you made of that question? How have you wrapped your, your mind around it now all these years later, decades later? Like, you know, I lost my mom at a young age, my dad at a young age, it wasn't any fair. How do you make sense of it now? Boy, it was hard.
1: Um, it took me eleven years to work my way through college and law school. Mm-hmm. And when you see all the other people around you, for example, uh, going on spring break or vacationing with their parents, mm-hmm. but you're not a you're not a part of that world because you you have to work to pay rent and electricity while you're going to school. Just so many things like that. You know, when, when you're scratching and crawling and the people around you <clears throat> have it so easy and especially don't appreciate it,
0: mm. and
1: not taking advantage of it. Now, I've been told that that it's hard for people who haven't lost to have real perspective that I might have a, a deeper perspective only because yeah. I've lost. Right. But <clears throat> it, it goes on, Logan, year after year. I It wasn't until I put the gun down and an old friend from my past, a very good friend of both my mother and father, The man who buried my mother and father, Hmm. he helped me find my way back. And I'll tell you, there are no overnight answers. It's not a quick cure. It is a long, difficult struggle to find that light at the end of the tunnel. But once you find it, years later, you find your way to redemption and you learn that you don't need the answers. Yeah. And I don't need the answers. And I would be lying to you if there aren't times, especially at Christmas. Yeah. When the questions still arise, why can't they be here? Why can't they know their grandchildren? Right. But I'm now better equipped to handle the questions. Right. And move forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you've also got the relationship of your children in your life now that fulfills that loving need that you lost when you lost your parents. I mean, I guess that's very sustaining. I mean, the power of being a dad and uh, knowing how much your children, you know how much your children need you because you know how much you wanted your father. You know,
1: you honestly, Logan, you I don't think any psychiatrist could have put it better than you just did. Uh, that's exactly what I feel yeah as a father yeah I do my best to make my work schedule so that I can be at all of the practices right all of the games everything that's needed so yes I am a better father than I might have been had I not gone through everything that I went through. So I am a better father and I'm a better husband because of that, so you're right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you writing this book and putting it down on paper. I know for you, this book was helpful. I know for others, this book is helpful and will be helpful. It's called Yesterday's Faith by J.R. Butler. It takes a powerful look at a harrowing journey of a soul in crisis, the author's soul in crisis, from the day he thought about taking his own life and it traverses over many decades. Um, And it's a spiritual journey, it's a spiritual awakening. And uh, he found his path eventually and found the light, as he put it. And if you're going through anything, if you're going through any challenge, any, any questions of faith, this is the book for you. And even if you're not currently, unfortunately, at one point, all of our faith will be tested. And this is the book for you. This is the book that'll help you get through those dark times. And we're certainly glad it helped the author through his dark times. James, thanks so much for joining us here today on Spotlight. Thank you, Logan. It was a pleasure. Pleasure's mine, sir. I appreciate your honesty and your candor and, and the sharing with us this time in your life. To the folks at home, I'm Logan Crawford thanking you for your time this time until next time on Spotlight.